Okay, good morning, guys. We're ready to move to um, Act 3, Scene 4. If you remember, Desdemona dropped her handkerchief and Amelia picked it up. And then she gives it to Iago because Iago has been asking her for it. So now we find ourselves, Scene 4, um, having told Othello that she does not have his handkerchief, she pleads with him to see Cassio. So she hopes that her husband's anger is due to the affairs of state and being general. But it's disturbing to her because he is demonstrating uncharacteristic behavior that she has not seen before. Cassio gets the handkerchief from Iago and in turn Cassio gives the handkerchief to his mistress Bianca telling her that he found it in his room and and doesn't know where it really came from. So you can see that the handkerchief which didn't show up as anything important in Acts 1 or 2 all of a sudden becomes an important symbol. But why? We'll find out. Do you know, Sarah, where Lieutenant Cassio lies? Oh, I dare not say he lies anywhere. Why, ma'am? He's a soldier, and for me to say a soldier lies is stabbing. Go to. Where lodges he? Oh, to tell you where he lodges is to tell you where I lie. Can anything be made of this? Well, I know not where he lodges, and for me to devise a lodging and say he lies here or he lies there were to lie in my own throat. Can you inquire him out and be edified by report? I will catechize the world for him. That is, make questions and buy them answer. Seek him. Bid him come hither. Tell him I have moved my lord on his behalf and hope all will be well. To do this is within the compass of man's wit, and therefore I'll attempt the doing of it. <sighs> Where should I lose that handkerchief, Amelia? I know not, madam. Believe me, I had rather have lost my purse full of crusados, and but my noble moor is true of mind, and made of no such baseness as jealous creatures are, it were enough to put him to ill thinking. Is he not jealous? Who? He? I think the son where he was born drew all such humours from him. Uh, look where he comes. I will not leave him now till Cassio be called to him. How is it with you, my lord? Well, my good lady... Oh, heartless to dissemble. How do you, Desdemona? Well, my good lord. Give me your hand. This hand is moist, my lady. It yet hath felt no age nor known no sorrow. This argues fruitfulness and liberal heart. Hot, hot and moist. This hand of yours requires a sequester from liberty, fasting and prayer. Much castigation, exercise, devout. For here's a young and sweating devil here that commonly rebels. Tis a good hand, a frank one. You may indeed say so, for it was that hand that gave away my heart. A liberal hand, 
The hearts of old gave hands, but our new heraldry is hands, not hearts. I cannot speak of this. Come now, you'll promise. What promise, Chuck? I have sent to bid Cassio come speak with you. I have a salt and sorry room offends me. Lend me thy handkerchief. Here, my lord. Th that which I gave you. I have it not about me. Not? No, please, my lord. That's a fault. That handkerchief did an Egyptian to my mother give. She was a charmer and could almost read the thoughts of people. She told her while she kept it, would make her amiable and subdue my father entirely to her love. But if she lost it or made a gift of it, my father's eye should hold her loathed, and his spirits should hunt after new fancies. She, dying, gave it me and bid me, when my fate would have me wife, to give it her. I did so, and take heed on, make it a darling like your precious eye. To lose or give away was such perdition as nothing else could match. Is it possible? It is true. There's magic in the web of it. A sibyl that had numbered in the world the sun to cost 200 compasses in her prophetic fury sought the world. The worms were hallowed that they breathed this silk, and it was dyed in mummy, which the skillful conserved of maidens' hearts. If faith is true... Most vegetable. Therefore look to it well. Then would to God that I had never seen it. Ha! Wherefore? Why do you speak so startlingly and rash? It's lost, it's gone. Speak, is it out of the way? Heaven bless us. Say you. It is not lost. But what if it were? How? I say it is not lost. Fetch it. Let me see it. Why, so I can, sir, but I will not now. This is a trick to put me from my suit. Pray you, let Cassio be received again. Fetch me the handkerchief. My mind, Miss Keith. Come, come. You'll never meet a more sufficient man. The handkerchief. Uh, I pray, talk me of Cassio. Uh, handkerchief. A man that all his time hath founded his good fortunes on your love, shared dangers with you. The handkerchief. If faith you are to blame. So. <sighs> Is not this man jealous? I ne'er saw this before. Sure, there's some wonder in this handkerchief. I am most unhappy in the loss of it. Tis not a year or two shows us a man. They are all but stomachs, and we all but food. They eat us hungrily, and when they are full, they belch us. But look you, Cassio and my husband. There is no other way. Tis she must do it. Lo, the happiness. Hmm? Go and importune her. <clears throat> now, good Cassio, what's the news with you? Madam, my former suit, I do beseech you that by your virtuous means I may again exist and be a member of his love, whom I with all the office of my heart entirely honour. I would not be delayed. If my offence be of such mortal kind, that neither service past, nor present sorrows, nor purposed merit in futurity can ransom me into his love again, but to know so must be my benefit, so shall I clothe me in a forced content and shut myself up in some other course to fortune's arms. Alas, thrice gentle Cassio, my advocation is not now in tune. My lord is not my lord, nor should I know him were he in favour as in humour altered. 
so help me, every spirit sanctified as I have spoken for you all my best and stood within the blank of his displeasure for my free speech. You must a while be patient. What I can do, I will, and more I will, than for myself I dare. Let that suffice you. My lord, I agree. Like he went hence but now, and certainly in strange unquietness. Can he be angry? I've seen the cannon when it hath blown his ranks into the air, and like the devil from his very arm, puffed his own brother. And is he angry? <sighs> Something of moment, then. I will go meet him. There's matter in indeed if he be angry. I prithee do so. Something sure of state, either from Venice or some unhatched practice made demonstrable here in Cyprus to him, hath puddled his clear spirit. And in such cases, men's natures wrangle with inferior things, though great ones are their object. Tis even so. For let our finger ache, and it endues our other healthful members even to a sense of pain. Nay, we must think men are not gods nor of them look for such observancy as fits the bridle. Beshrew me much, Amelia. I was, unhandsome warrior as I am, arraigning his unkindness with my soul. But now I find I have suborned the witness, and he's indicted falsely. Pray heaven it be, state matters as you think, and no conception nor no jealous toy concerning you. Alas, the day I never gave him cause. But jealous souls will not be answered so. They are not ever jealous for the cause, but jealous for their jealous. Tis a monster, begot upon itself, born on itself. Heaven keep that monster from Othello's mind. Lady, amen. I will go seek him. Cassio, walk hereabout. If I do find him fit... I'll move your suit and seek to effect it to my uttermost. I humbly thank your ladyship. Save you, Frank Cassio. Oh, what make you from home? How is with you, my most Oh, faith, sweet love, I was coming to your house. And I was going to your lodging, Cassio. What? Keep a week away, seven days and nights, eight score, eight hours, and lovers' absent hours more tedious than the dial eight score times, a weary reckoning. Pardon me, Bianca, I have this while with leaden thoughts been pressed, but I shall, in a more continuate time, strike off this score of absence. Oh. Sweet Bianca, take me this workout. Oh, Cassio, whence came this handkerchief? This is some token from a newer friend. To the felt absence, now I feel a cause. It's come to this. Well, well. Go to, woman. <laughs> Throw your vile guesses in the devil's teeth from whence you have them. You are jealous now that this is from some mistress, some remembrance. No, by my faith, Bianca. Why? Whose is it? I know not, sweet. I found it in my chamber. Oh, oh. I like the work well. Ere it be demanded, as like enough it will, I'd have it copied. Take it and do it, and leave me for this time. Leave you? Wherefore? I do attend here on the general, and think it no addition, nor my wish, to have him see me woman. Why, I pray you? Not that I love you not. But that you do not love me. <sighs> I pray you bring me on the way a little. And say if I shall see you soon at night? Uh, it is but a little way that I can bring you, for I attend here, but I'll see you soon. Mm -hmm. It is very good. 
One must be circumstanced. All right, so what we just listened to is intense movement of plot. Um, the scene begins with Emilia and Desdemona coming upon the clown, and they're searching for Cassio. And the clown, remember, he's comic relief, and he he says things with a double message. So there is a double entendre, line five, when he says, he's a soldier, and for me to say a soldier lies, tis stabbing. So he'll get stabbed for saying that a uh, that a soldier lies. So there's two meanings for lies, to tell a lie or to lie down with someone, um, which is an insinuation that he's with a woman. Um, so he uses that double message and he, he playfully goes back and forth with Desdemona. Um, so after the clown exits, um, uh, Amelia and Desdemona have a discussion about... Othello and Amelia asks about him being jealous. You know, is he not jealous? Like, is he acting jealous? And and Desdemona defends him. If you go to line 31, and she says, Who he? I think the son where he born, where he was born, drew all those humors out of him. So the humors were in Elizabethan times, they had they thought we were made up of these different humors that that made us act in certain ways. So when Desdemona says, you know, when he was born, those bad humors like jealousy were taken from him because she has only seen him as a good upstanding person who wasn't jealous. When Othello enters, um, the two of them begin speaking and she once again starts to talk about Cassio. And um, that bothers Othello because Othello has got this bee in his bonnet about Cassio having an affair with her. And where did that come from? That, of course, was from Iago. Now, he doesn't ask his wife. He doesn't say, hey, I heard this rumor from Iago. He just believes So let's think about that. Why would a husband who was so desperately in love with her not believe her? And to go from loving her, being excited to be with her again, to being angry and being jealous and not being upfront with her. Like, why would he be like that? So that's the question you must ask yourself. So Desdemona says, uh, line 57, I have sent bid to bid Cassio to come speak with you. So then that's when he says, I have a salt and sorry room offends me. So when he hears that, that bothers him. And he asks her in line 59, lend me thy handkerchief. Okay, so here comes the handkerchief. And she gives him a handkerchief. And he goes, no, 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 no. That which I gave you. And she says, well, I don't have it with me. Not And this is where Othello starts to get unraveled. And if you go to line 65 and onward, we see the history of the handkerchief. The handkerchief that he gave 
to Desdemona that has strawberries on it was given to his mother by an Egyptian. And the person who gave it to his mother said that with this handkerchief, you'll be able to read people's thoughts. And as long as you have it, your husband will be faithful to you, entirely faithful and in love with you. But if her mother, if his mother lost the handkerchief, his father, I would travel from her and he would loathe her and that he would hunt after new fancies, meaning that he wouldn't be faithful. So as long as the handkerchief was with his mother, the father would stay faithful. Well, there's a little bit of a disjoint there. He has his own choice, right? He has free will. So how could this handkerchief do anything to keep him contained or keep him on the straight and narrow path? But anyway, according to Othello, it did. And then he says that when she died, she gave me the handkerchief because it had this special power and said that when I on line 75, when my fate would have me wived, meaning when I got married, to give it to my wife. So now that's the story of the handkerchief. And Desdemona says, is it possible? And he says, it is true in line 81. And he says, there's a magic in the web of it. So that there's this, there are these magic powers in the handkerchief. And Desdemona says, is it possible? Is it true? And he keeps saying, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And then he turns on her in a dime. And when he says to her, ha, wherefore, in 90, line 91, she comes right out and she says, why do you speak so startlingly and rash with me? Like, what's wrong with you? And he gets more and more angry. And then at this point, if you move to line, um, about line 100, Desdemona angers him and she says, you know, please just see Cassio, let Cassio be, um, received again. Well, of course we know that just the, the hearing of his name makes Othello go into a wild rage and he does. And he says, fetch me the handkerchief. And then, as an aside, line 104. Now, he's speaking to the audience, not to the other characters. And he says, my mind misgives. Now, this is the first time that we have an inkling that there's something that happens to Othello when he gets angry. And his mind misgives, meaning something strange is happening. And Desdemona goes, come, come. And she says, you'll never meet a more sufficient man. So she's still talking about Cassio and that makes him even more angry. And he gets, and and the anger rises and the anger continues. And she keeps saying about Cassio because she has been told that if you speak to, uh, from Iago, speak to him uh, about about him, uh, Cassio, to your husband. So she thinks she's doing the right thing. So we see that he is fit to be tied. And he says the handkerchief. 
And she says, in faith, you are to blame. And he goes off. And Amelia, the first thing she says is, is not this man jealous? So here was Desdemona who said, oh no, he's not jealous at all. And now it was demonstrated how jealous he actually was and is. And Amelia says, isn't he jealous? And she said, Desdemona says, in line 116, no, I've never seen this before. And she says, there's some wonder in this handkerchief. I am most unhappy with the loss of it. Now, at this point, if Amelia were truly dedicated to Desdemona, why didn't she say, oh my goodness, I gave it to my husband, he's been wanting it. Then they could have gotten to the bottom of this. And Iago's plan would have been foiled, but she doesn't do that. Emilia does not give any nod at all to or acknowledgement that she took it. And then we see Amelia's thoughts and feelings about men, line 120. And she says, "'Tis not a year or two shows a man." So when you first know your husband, a first year or two, you don't get to, you don't, you don't really know them. You have to be with them longer. And then she says, they are all but stomachs and we all but food. So she uses this food metaphor that men are the stomachs and the women are the food. And she says, they eat us hungrily. And when they are full, they belch us out. So Amelia's belief of men and women is that men just use women. So note that important section, that's line 120. Then Iago comes in um, with Cassio and they discuss again, Cassio from line 128 to about 139, desperately shares that he needs to be in on the good side again. He needs to be in good favor. And she basically says, line 140, and she says, Alas, thrice gentle Cassio, my Lord is not my Lord. So this is the first indication where she's acknowledging to someone other than Amelia that something's not right with Othello. And she says, nor should I know him, like I've never seen this part of him. And then she says in line 148 to Cassio, you've got to be patient. Um, and just know that I will talk to him when I can talk to him, but not right now. And Iago then says um, at the bottom of the page, and he does this in a manipulative, like, you know, needling way, is my Lord angry? Now he knows that he's angry because he has set him up to be angry. So the there's a conversation now with Desdemona and Amelia and Iago. And then Iago, when he leaves, Desdemona says, you know, she talks about line 169, we must think men are not gods, nor of them look for such observancy as fits the bridal. Um, And if you go actually a little bit further up to like 163, she says something short, actually 161, 
Something sure of state, either from Venice or from some unhatched practice made demonstrable here in Cyprus to him, hath puddled his clear spirit. So that's the section where she's trying to make sense of all this. And she says, well, he is different, but it must be an affair of the state that is keeping him upset, right? And she says, we won't think of men as gods. And Desdemona in line 179 says, alas, the day I never gave him cause. So she's saying, I'm innocent. I have done nothing wrong, so it can't be me. And Amelia says, but jealous souls will not be answered so. This is line 180. They are not ever jealous for the cause, but jealous for their jealous. So jealousy begets more jealousy. And and she says, it is a monster. So we get that monster image begot upon itself, born of itself. So jealousy breeds more jealousy. So Amelia is much more down to earth and she's much more um, realistic. So she's a realist there. And then if we go to the end, we see where Bianca enters and she's angry that that he has stayed away. Um, but then he gives her the handkerchief, line 204, And Bianca thinks that it came from another woman. He has no clue where it came from. So he says to her, I don't know, over on line um, 216, I found it in my chamber. I have no idea how it got there. And he really doesn't because it got placed there. Remember Iago saying, I'm going to go take this and place it in his chamber. So he found it and he gives it to Bianca because it's a pretty handkerchief. And... um, And the question that we ask is, what will become of the handkerchief? What will it become for Othello if he sees the handkerchief with either Cassio or now, since it's in Bianca's hands, in Bianca's hands? So what is that? Is that the ocular proof that he has been demanding?